initially I started this as a way to do sales. You know, as I'm getting, as I'm learning more, I'm actually seeing a lot of uh, serious issues in the space that for me it's exciting to be able to be a part of hopefully changing that. So, you know, with your help, you know, with, with, with other people's help is to really make changes and, and, and uh, you know, get that voice out there. Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day. I've been a long-term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care. Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Welcome to another live broadcast of the Nursing Home Podcast. We do this live for you here on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube, so you can get in on the action as we record these episodes. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing using content to sell to nursing homes, using content to educate those who are selling to the nursing home space, and lots of other interesting topics. It's something a little bit different for this episode. And for that to that end we have with us the host of the of the brand new Sniff Spotlight series, Yitz Yitz Rubin of Renewal Rehab. So Yitz, welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy your show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on yours and I was really excited to have you back here. So before we jump into the episode, I really like when our listeners or viewers get to learn a little bit more about who the guest is and how you got to doing what it is that you do today. So if you don't mind giving us a brief uh, professional overview of, of what you do professionally and how you, more importantly, how you got to doing it. So uh, my name is Yitz Rubin. Um, I've been in sales for uh, almost 10 years in, uh, in different industries, various in industries and in, uh, real estate mostly. Um, translations, patent translations, patent and legal translations, and now uh, in in healthcare, uh, very recently. So um, when COVID hits, uh, a big thing that I realized a big part of my role was to uh, reach out to various attorneys and um, patent professionals, and I realized that a way to reach out to them was uh, perhaps create a podcast or a um, an interview, it was more of a video series. So I started with that. Um, I found to have gotten in touch with uh, and developed friendships with, with many people that, um, that were initially more difficult to get in touch with. So uh, that's how it started. And, and, and then when I moved over to healthcare, I figured I can do the same thing with that. And that's how the spotlight started. Okay. So... You took a whole different approach to the typical sales approach where you're hired to do business development, you start meeting people face to face, you start making phone calls, emails, and all the outbound marketing things, which I'm sure you've done some of that as well. Well, I guess that's a question. How did you do the traditional outreach as well? Yes, I've been doing for years. I've been doing cold calling 
for many years making 150 calls a day, 100, 150 calls a day. Um, uh, to a decent effect. I just figured, you know, I know that there's other ways to do things. There's new tools out there. LinkedIn has happened to have been an excellent tool for me to reach out. Um, so I felt like I can maximize that. And, um, you know, it's a longer term approach, but I do feel that there is uh, a way to build around that. And okay. really. Okay. No, so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but let's just zoom out for a second. So the traditional sales method uh, that's been, you know, tried and true. And like you said, you've seen uh, results from this is two things. You're making a, t a very aggressive outbound marketing effort where you're calling, emailing, just reaching out very high volume, trying to get uh, a percentage of them, which you know most of them are going to say no or won't respond. And you do that enough, consistently enough, you do see results. Now, the short-term part of that is, I'm just unpacking what you said, is that if you do get someone who's interested, you're scheduling them on whatever the next step is in your sales cycle. So you're scheduling them for a demo, you're scheduling them for a meeting, you're scheduling whatever, you're moving them along. It's not something that maybe one day, if they happen to remember about you and is interested, um, it's not as much relationship building, but it's transactional. Uh, some rapport, you know, within those first few seconds and whatever it is, I don't have your experience with, you know, the outbound cold calling. I've done some of it, um, maybe not as successfully as you. Uh, but the point is, so now this is a whole new way of selling. So what, what turns you on to this to begin with? So there's a lot of different ways to sell. You know, I don't have a monopoly or the best way. I'm sure it works for many different personalities, many different uh, styles and approaches. But in general, there's, um, there's, I guess if you, if you want to discuss the different ways for the outbound approach, I mean, you have the marketing side of more of creating a brand and creating awareness of, of, uh, of your specific um, in this company and industry and what you guys provide. And then you have the actual person, uh, you know, closing the deal, getting, I mean, some people do it, uh, can do e-commerce and close it all virtually. Um, but in some of these larger sales, those are usually not the case. And, you know, it's in, in the sales cycle of, of what I've been doing in the past and what I've been doing now, where you really need to build that relationship. So there's the initial stage of bringing in, um, you know, you, not, you need to build that pipeline, understand who you're targeting. And then once you're understanding, you have different ways to reach out to them. So you can either reach out to them uh, via cold calling, you could reach out to them uh, cold emailing, you could reach out to them LinkedIn, you can go door knock, um, you can ask for referrals. There's, there's many different ways and approaches. So um, I like to look at it very analytically, uh, understanding who my target is, understanding um, you know, what my final result is, what's my final goal, like how many, for example, now I'm going into nursing homes, how many homes do we, does Renewal Rehab want to get into? Um, and then to create a structure and a plan that, you know, based on, on statistics in order to reach that goal. Um, so, so it's like using, first of all, figuring out what the statistics are, because the statistics vary based on, on many, many factors, um, based on a person's uh, skill sets, um, you know, what, what medium they're using, how much time they have. There's so many different va variables, but if I like to, you know, everyone I think should, 
should be sticking to what they know. I mean, maybe mixing it up and having a few things, but understanding what what you're aiming for, not just going blind. Um, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. So, you know, the, the, the typical old approach, there are a lot of people screaming on the internet saying cold calling is dead. Outbound is dumb. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. Um, I agree with you. Um, and I think this is, if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, that it's not dead and it's, it's, it can be very effective. Content marketing doesn't have to completely, and I know people will argue with me on this. I can think of one person in particular, um, but it, content marketing doesn't have to completely replace um, everything you're doing from an outbound standpoint. So for example, there are people who are going to say that why are you even making phone calls? Create the content, understand exactly who you're selling to, and like you said, have a very clear goal as to what is your what's success to you? Does success mean adding five more clients in the first quarter of 2021? Well, okay, great. Now, in the past, who are the people who buy from you? What exact exactly you know? I don't know what type of things do they enjoy? What's the value that makes sense to them? And then let's find the, let's create content that's valuable to them and wait for stuff to happen. You're not saying that. You're saying it's part of a a bigger content plan. So now let's let's jump into exactly what you're doing. So what is the Sniff Spotlight series that you created? What is what is the goal of that? I guess what is the sale of that? What's the how would you measure success and what exactly are you doing with that? So I mean I'll look back. I'll give you a little rundown. I moved to Chicago recently and got into the healthcare industry. Um, Chicago is very very good at. Uh, the, the Orthodox community is very good at um, there. There's a lot of administrators, owners here, um, and they're very good at building ancillary companies. For example, there's many different products that uh, are being sold to nursing homes. So as groups grow and they realize, hey, why am I paying a, um, a therapy company? Let me go in house. Um, or let me, uh, or why am I paying for food? Let me start doing that myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, so what, so, so what happens is that they, uh, so they then sp spun off and they started these groups, um, the, these companies and something similar. And what they do is they, they have that network of, of the people that they know, cause it's a small neighborhood and they're able to scale and sometimes create, Companies that are worth a hundred million dollars, you know, that are that are um, in a hundred, two hundred nursing homes in the area in the Midwest. Um, what I see is that perhaps there there could be some added value is understanding how to get to the other markets, how to grow that and scale and get into you know the East Coast, West Coast. So I think the Chicago market has a very are very very strong, and I've never seen any like anything like that. Is developing those partnerships. Um, you know, I think that they're the the one thing that we ha I think the community hasn't seen as much is is scaling and getting a, a company to the billion dollar range and 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 uh, really learning how to sell and in, into other markets. Uh huh. So, I mean, I guess that's a problem that a lot of us would love to have, right? That we have a company that we got it from 10 million to 100 million, 
We want to be that first unicorn. We want to hit a billion dollars in revenue. Uh, but you, you said something there that you kind of threw it in, is that I knew that in the Chicago community, nursing home community, there's a lot of collaboration. There's a lot of people who, and I, I know this from you, and I've heard, I've heard this sentiment mentioned from others as well, that there's, a, there's, yes, we're in different businesses. Yes, we might be competing, but we also have certain areas which we could and should work together in our best interests, and we'll both do better that way. Now, in order for that to work, that requires a very high level of trust and understand that we're not going to back out of this. We're not going to take advantage of the relationship. But we're going to do it in a way that's really mutually beneficial. So that's a very unique uh, way of doing business. Um, it's almost like the, the handshakes, you know, in the Diamond District in Manhattan, right? And say, uh, what do you say, Mazel Tov or whatever you say, and you close the deal worth many thousands of dollars with no documents or whatever. So the point is that that's something that can be super valuable if the trust is there. But like you said, the downside of that is that you're limited to whatever extent, if it's a, within the community or whatever it is, whoever knows who, and that's the limit of your growth, which is not a bad problem to have. You be able to pay your mortgage and your bills and, and live you know, <laughs> just fine like that. But if you want to really deliver that same value to even more uh customers to more healthcare facilities and you want to be able to provide that level of care or whatever your product or service is and you want to be able to share that with a broader audience then you're going to have to do something different the same old is not going to work just saying okay i service your company you service my company and now we're all good you need to do something different and to in order to do that you need a, a try you need to develop some of the relationships right we're talking about are decades and decades old and we're talking about just you know moving the cards around and shifting the deck and shuffling the deck a little bit and and money is there to be had and that's and this is we're talking about real legitimate businesses and these are businesses that are providing real value but if we can now take that strong foundation and build outwards then we can be even that much more successful i hope i'm not just repeating what you said but welcome sniff spotlight series so what so how, how are you doing that with this what are you doing with the sniff spotlight series um, and uh, what what is the goal? Like you said, you know your goal with your marketing and your sales is X number of sales. What what is the goal with the Sim Spot the series and how's it going? Um, so I, I mean I, I don't know if I could share the exact details of of what my goal is. Yeah, uh, of course. What? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. No. I mean, not not because just like most people think I'm crazy when I when I say the numbers that I that I think of. Um, and they most of the time think it's unrealistic. Um, I personally don't believe that. So for me, it's it's uh, you know I, I have to create a full full strategy. But initially, um, what I've seen first of all, the Chicago it's such a beautiful community that they really care about the industry and and providing the best healthcare. Um, they really work together to do that and to make it as as affordable for people as possible. And uh, additionally, they're incredible that on in, on the one hand, they can be competing many times in certain businesses and then partners in other businesses. So it's it's amazing to see that that um, collaboration and professionalism and trust within competitors. 
Mm -hmm. I've never had, I've never experienced before. So I'm very grateful to be a part of that. Um, a big thing that I think is that, I mean, all this is my, my own opinion. So, you know, you could leave it and, you know, whatever. That's why, that's why we have you here. We want to hear those opinions. Yes. Yeah, so we might want to fight about them also. Sure. Anytime. So, uh, and I, and maybe I'll change my opinion. That's also, up. I'm up, I'm up for that. Um, so, uh, so what I believe is that many times because it's so easy to grow, uh, for them, for, for these companies that are ancillary companies, it could be pretty easy with their relationships so they can grow into a hundred homes, 150 homes or whatever it is over five, 10 years. Um, and then it's much more difficult to be like without even a sales team or marketing team. So it's very difficult to then say, Hey, we're going to need a, you know, I, I was, for example, I was in a similar size company that the budget for sales and marketing and sales apps, cause there's a lot of pieces to sales. Um, the, the, the budget must've been close to $5 million or, or north of $5 million. And with a team of, of, of 30, 40 people, which I was part of that team. And then over here in a similar size company, it's like, there's no sales, there's no sales and marketing. Wow. So, yeah. So, so doing that. So now coming into this, it's like, I'm the first sales sales guy in renewal rehab. And it's like, how do I, how do I grow this while, um, you know, from scratch, like we need to create a marketing system. We need to get sales tools because we didn't have any sales tools. We need to get Salesforce. We need to get uh, Zoom info because there's so many pieces. You, number one is you have to do research. Who's your target? Who would potentially benefit from your service? And then once you have that research, um, you need to place it somewhere. It's got to be in a, in a in a CRM in a in a, in a, a, a we use Salesforce. Um, and then also, how do you get the information from them? How do you upload them? How do you track it? There, there's so many pieces. So it's like, I'm here for four months. So it's like building that that from scratch, you know, the the sales app site, which was had nothing to do with me in the past, um, getting all the tools in place and convincing the, the higher ups of like, hey, we're going to need to invest $30,000 just on the tools, you know? Right. So I guess the first question is you, you brought out very clearly how dramatically different the sales uh, is in this company from where you're coming from. What made them start now? Um, so, so they grew very, we grew very well over the past couple of years, um, mostly organically. Um, there were certain things that changed in the marketplace. Um, and, and because of that, like the, the market's different. And also the way I look at business in general, if you're not, if you're not growing, you're getting smaller. So, so it's like, it got to that point where like, Hey, I think we, we're going to need to grow it. Um, we're going to need to spend, you know, some more time and effort on that. So that's why they broke it. So, I mean, there are other factors of exactly why now. With the, with the, with okay. Well, I get that. So you coming in and doing sales, I'm assuming that they're expecting you to start hitting the ground running, running all over the place, make a million calls, start relationships. And when you say I need to rent a studio and we need to start talking to people about nursing homes, 
you probably got a lot of pushback. How did you explain to them and how this makes sense, and at the same time explain to us how this makes sense? And maybe people can learn from you how to do this in their business. Yeah. So th- this is always a challenge because, you know, when there's different sides, when there's usually, you could break it down maybe in more, but let's say you have two parts of a company. You have the marketing sales part, and then you have the operation side, if you want to break it down that way. So um, that's many times a challenge to for the operation side to understand what the sales side needs and vice versa. So I, I'm very lucky to be blessed to have an excellent boss, uh, Ellie Maestel, a great leader of Renewal Rehab. Um, and even though he doesn't, uh, probably doesn't agree with me most of the things that I'm doing, he does give me that autonomy to be able to be creative and, and do things. Even though he, he to be honest, he, he probably doesn't agree and understand it to the, you know, as, as well as, you know, as many other people that came in from from a background of myself, more on the sales side. Right, not yet, but 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 you know, once once there's success, it's it's going to be his idea the whole time. I'm joking. I don't know him at all. But the point is that it's something that's completely completely foreign, and it's it's also like, why are you so you're sitting here and you know with with a webcam and a microphone instead of getting on the phone and you know and not instead, but I guess in addition to you know, meeting everybody, but like every, every moment, if you're not making 150 calls a day, let's say, let's say that was your goal, which is a little different type of product, but let's say that was your goal. And now instead you're, you're spending, you know, X number of time doing this and you're reaching out to people. It's a whole different way of, of trying to, of trying to promote, uh, trying to promote the business. So what, where is this up to now? Have episodes been released? What, what type of content are you being produced? And what what are the surprises maybe that you've learned through doing this yourself? What what did you not expect? Maybe we can even start with that. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. I have to say it's it makes my job a lot more interesting than just sitting on the phone and making 150 calls a day. Um, I, I'm very lucky to have been able to find uh, some very good partners in this project. Um, you know, we have a, a great marketing team that's that's handling all that. So I'm sort of passing that. All all of it is outside uh, vendors, uh, Skycare Media. Um, they've been great helping us. Um, we have uh, we have a great producer, Rena Watts. We have a great videographer um, that 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 we're, we're we're moving things along. So we're creating a website specifically called the Sniff Spotlight Series where we're trying to create a medium where people could get excellent information. I mean, I don't know if we can compete with a nursing home podcast. Um, a competition. This is what we spoke about earlier. It's all about collaboration. Exactly. Exactly. That's why we're having these conversations. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's about, you know, trying to make a difference. Like, uh, it, first of all, for me, it, it, it gets, it, I get the opportunity. I host this and I get to meet, some fascinating people, healthcare leaders and healthcare heroes, and and I, re- I really get to learn from them and and what they what they have, what they know, their their insights. So it's like such a fascinating experience for me to to have that in with that. So it, it, to me, like um, to be a host is like a real gift. Um, uh, on top of that, 
we're we're creating the the sniff spotlight series we're creating like a separate website so and what we do is we interview people uh we started doing live actually uh like in person in chicago and uh in lindenwood actually so we we started interviewing we did our we, we did our first a few weeks ago and now we did our second we did three three episodes so that should be coming out live with a professional a professional producer three cameras three camera angles so i'm giving very away all your secrets now yeah <laughs> now it's done but when you say live you mean in person as opposed to like what we're doing now zoom style right exactly i mean i'm still doing the zoom style because many people aren't in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. uh, for the people in the neighborhood that we feel could be very beneficial, we're 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 investing more in getting it to be a higher professional uh, studio, sort of like the Saturday Night Live for Snips. You know, we're trying to make it interesting with funny, but you know, I'm, I'm I still got to work on my jokes. Um, interesting. So, so in your in a typical sales cycle, right? So you might have to meet a gatekeeper who will open the door to another gatekeeper who will get you the email introduction to get the meeting with the decision maker. Uh, whereas with this, you get the decision maker for a half hour or however long you do it, undivided attention. Now you are really providing them value. You're giving them a chance to shine on your platform and you're you know, shining attention on them, their company, their brand, their message or whatever they're promoting. Um, and it's also it's mutually beneficial because whoever you're creating content for wants to hear from that person and the information that you get out of them. But at the end of the day, you've accelerated the process. So 150 calls, you might have, you know, of those calls, you might have just eliminated a lot of them with with this process. While at the same time, everybody's gaining, right? The prospect gains even if they don't do business with you because of the exposure you give to their business, their company, their brand, their offer. And the people who follow you continue seeing you as a thought leader in the space. I'll, I'll have a full disclosure here. That is not the reason why I started the Nursing Home Podcast. And I probably didn't speak about this since the first episode. And I haven't listened to the first episode probably since the first episode as well. But I started because I was actually looking for this information. I was a nursing home administrator. I'm like, no one's talking about things the way they actually happen. I want people to get involved. I want people to do exactly what you're doing. Sniff Spotlight Series, and hopefully there'll be a lot more because the, the content that's available that I was able to come across with was polished professional jargon, which makes sense maybe for policymakers and investors on a very high level. But I want boots on the ground information that if I want to take action today, I want this to be actionable stuff. And that's why I'm very happy that these conversations are, are happening. Now, have you, have you come across any surprises while you're doing this? Did you meet people that, uh, you know, that completely blew you away? Uh, any interesting anecdotes that you would want to share about the actual process of recording this content and the actual process of developing these relationships through creating this content? Is there anything, any particular instance that comes to mind that you might want to share with us? So, I mean, I try to be as as least involved as I possibly can. We have a producer now producing it. So, you know, she's dealing with all the editing and the video editor. Um, not because it's just extremely time consuming. Mm -hmm. uh, the the big thing that I that I did like uh, initially I started this as a way to do sales. You know, as I'm getting as I'm learning more, I'm actually seeing a lot of 
serious issues in the space that for me it's exciting to be able to be a part of hopefully changing that so you know with your help you know that with 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 other people's help is to um, really make changes and 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 uh you know get that voice out there so so you initially it definitely had no there was no uh i didn't know anything about the industry so i there was no interest in me changing the space um but over time i am feeling like this the space, I mean, like probably many industries needs help and hopefully I can help make that change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. So it's like uh, from a sales standpoint, you know, you want, you know, problems are a gold mine, right? Uh, if you, you actually, you're going through and you're seeing what is, what are the real challenges? Yeah, I've had conversations with people who've invested sometimes lots of money, sometimes millions of dollars on a healthcare startup maybe with the assumption that the problem was X without really, and they've done research and they've hired people and they've done stuff, but they didn't actually get into their car and go down to a nursing home and speak to the maintenance director about the challenges of slips and falls, which they would gain so much valuable information from there that would cause them to completely shift the way they create their entire company. I'm not talking about any particular company in particular. I'm just giving you an random example or the talk to the nurse's aide and find out what exactly is the struggle when they use a certain piece of equipment and what is the reason why this is better than that. And, you know, based on that real information, you know, a lot could happen. Now you could do the opposite also. You could not have a product or a service and, or have it, have one product or service, but be open to understanding how to either tweak it to the audience, but the more in tuned you are to this uh, audience, the more, you know, the, the more you can help them out or even refer to them, others who can help them out with their issues. This is not a population that's going away. I know with COVID, census is down in facilities across the nation um, for, for multiple reasons. Uh, nursing homes are still never going to go away. Uh, you know, the, the baby boomers and the getting older and all the different statistics, without throwing them all out. But at the end of the day, this is, it's a real need. There's always going to be people when they hit a certain age or a certain uh, decline in their health where it's going to be important that they have an institutionalized setting to provide their care. And it's going to be there. And if we can help solve some of the issues within the space, whether that means alternative solutions like home care companies popping up all over the place uh, and, and other you know, and people are servicing those who are trying to keep people home, but at the end of the day, even within the nursing home space, if we identify those challenges, you know, start dealing with them, we'll be, we'll be in a much better place. I'm just going to pull up one comment here from Cheryl, who's been listening. Um, and Cheryl's saying that a lot of education has to happen in and about the SNF space. And I couldn't agree with you more, uh, that there's so much misinformation. And, and a pet peeve of mine, I think we spoke about this yet in our last conversation, um, when you interviewed me, was that, uh, that it makes me crazy when, if you Google nursing homes, you go to Google News and look at nursing homes, um, besides for some of the really nice stuff that Brian Wallace is doing for his clients with their infographics and really helping them get the word out there of what's really going on in the nursing home space, you'll see, you know, 97-year-old woman raped at 2 o'clock in the morning. You'll see, uh, this is, I'm talking about pre-COVID, forget about COVID. And I think it's important, I think we have a responsibility to set the record straight and say that it's not just bad stuff happening in nursing homes. That's the exception. 
if it's even true. You know, so many times these headlines are end up not being true, and then there's no headline to correct it. And we're going off on a tangent here. But either way, we're definitely excited to see what's going to come from the Sniff Spotlight series. Um, and we're definitely excited to be a part of that and to have you a part of this show. Let's, if you don't mind, just before we let you go, can you tell us a little bit about Renewal Rehab, which is what you're supposed to be doing, by the way. <laughs> and um, what, what do they bring uniquely to the space? And, if, and also how people can learn more about it and they can follow up with you. Um, so first of all, Cheryl, thank you for your comment. I'm going a little bit back, but, um, I, I, I found that I'm not the type of guy to bring out complaints. I'm not looking to, you know, I know everyone's working hard. I know the regulatory team, you know, all those, I'm sure most of the people are out for the goodness and they're trying. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking to cause issues in, in any market or anything just to uh, bring out some some things, but also highlight the good good parts. Um, mm-hmm. With regards to renewal rehab, renewal rehab, I found I've got a chance to to meet with some of the, you know, we're a pretty large company with uh, a few thousand employees, and uh, you know, I'm in the corporate office. I don't get a chance to meet with with all the therapists and things, but I got to interview two of them, and. I've seen so much love and passion in in um, in how they look at the company. They've worked for other therapy companies, so over here they were just they they were just amazed with how kind and 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 amazing Ellie is and the corporate team and Lynn um, and some of the other leaders here. And it really trickles down. The way I look at it is like it really trickles down when you have great leadership that really cares about their employees it, it trickles down to the patients and it gives them much better results uh, i think we have like uh, i don't know the exact details but we have like the highest retention rate of of staff people love working with the renewal rehab family that being said you know we have leaders that have a ton of experience they've been in the industry for a ton of time and they really understand the uh, the structure, what's going on internally in the nursing homes, in the nursing home space. They have so many resources there and um, it's an incredible company to work for and uh, and and the the clients that I've had the opportunity to speak with, they they love working with Renewal Rehab. Amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, this is something that is not always obvious, it's not always clear. But the, the, it really, you know, the people on top of the organization, like you said, through the way they treat their employees, that directly impacts the care that the patients are going to receive. And if you see the employees are super excited to be where they are and they're not walking around upset at whatever it is, uh, you know, no company is perfect, but the perfecter a company is, you know, the better off, um, that is a word, <laughs> the better off the care is going to be. So um, before we let you go, yes, uh, tell our listeners or our viewers where they could learn more about uh, Renewal Rehab or the Snuff Spotlight series. Um, I mean, you can go to renewalrehab.net. You can LinkedIn me, text me. I don't know. You could whatever you want. 312-838-0077. That's my phone number. 312-838-0077. Or you can call me, email me, yruben at renewalrehab.net. Um, I'm not so famous or popular, so you know I'll, I'll hopefully get back to you pretty quickly. 
Yeah, you may regret giving out your cell phone number like this after this episode goes viral. But for now, <laughs> for now, we can put that information in the show notes as well. Thank you, Yitz, for coming on the Nursing Home Podcast. We really appreciate the value that you've given. You've shared very transparently uh, with our listeners and our viewers. And we really wish you the best of luck with the SNF Spotlight Series and your work at Renewal Rehab. Thank you so much, Mo. I love your show, and I'm really excited to see how it grows. Thank you. Now that you've enjoyed this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast, I'd really appreciate if you'd rate this podcast and let everyone else know what an amazing resource this is for those wanting to learn anything and everything about the nursing home industry. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Leave me a review and let the world know what an amazing show this truly is. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes.